Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. everyone how you doing steve jones show news radio 1070 wkok stevejonesshow.com don't forget our show is now available as a podcast on both itunes and google play so feel free to subscribe today and if you do listen to our podcast on itunes leave us a review lots of ways to get in touch with us uh, by email steve jones at wkok.com follow us on twitter at steve jones psu also like us on facebook we post our podcast there and breaking news whenever it rolls in and Steve rolling into the Sunbury Motors studio as we speak. Sunbury Motors, Ford, Lincoln, Hyundai in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors, Kia on the Strip, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And our Friday edition of the Steve Jones Show, always brought to you by Brewers Outlet, the beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Well, we are now into the month of May. Daylight getting longer and longer by the day. That means more parties are going to be happening. you got Mother's Day weekend, so maybe you're going to, even though we got a little bit of rain in the forecast, maybe you're going to fire up the grill for mom. And you got to have the drinks and beverages. So stop into Brewer's Outlet. Also stock up because we're two weeks away from the official kickoff to summer with the Memorial Day holiday weekend. So get into Brewer's Outlet this weekend on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Corey and the crew have great specials through Tuesday. Milwaukee's Best regular 24-pack cans, only $9.49. And Smith & Forge Cider, 24-pack bottles for $19.95 from Brewer's Outlet in Sunbury. Earlier this week on the Steve Jones Show, we were talking about rights fees. Really, we've been talking about rights fees for the past couple of weeks, uh, which was really the main component of another 100-plus firings at ESPN in Bristol, Connecticut. And we also started to get into the conversation of rights fees for college athletics. And there was a column in Sports Illustrated earlier this week written by executive editor John Wertheim. Uh, John will be joining us this afternoon at 3.35 to discuss that and much more. And, of course, with it being a Friday, we always wrap up the week with Steve's brother, Kevin Jones. Kevin will be checking in from Connecticut. Uh, Kevin dropping the bombshell last week that he was getting married. None of us knew that. (laughs) I asked Steve again off air, did you hear him? Did he tip you off? He said, no, I was not aware of it. So who knows what Kevin will share with us today. He hasn't told a joke in a while, so uh, maybe get a joke from uh, Kevin and get a nice laugh into the weekend. Uh, after we're done here on WKOK, of course, we'll have the late day news roundup with Sarah Benick and Phillies baseball tonight. Uh, the Phillies open up a weekend series uh, against Washington. Nick Pavetta still looking for his first win in the majors. Uh, going for the Phillies tonight and uh, Rourke for Washington. 6.30 will be the warm-up. 7.05 first pitch tonight here on WKOK. 
Also, you've got the NBA playoffs uh, tonight, continuing in the East. It's the Boston Celtics and Washington. The Celts lead that series three games to two. And starting tomorrow, you've got San Antonio and Golden State. San Antonio last night eliminating Houston uh, by, what, 39 points? That wasn't even a contest. James Harden. Perfect timing. You waited till the one of the most important games of the year to have well, what could have been, without a doubt, your your worst game of the entire season. Western Conference Final will start tonight in the NHL. You've got Anaheim and Nashville, and tomorrow night it is the Eastern Conference Finals with Pittsburgh and Ottawa. So games coming up tomorrow night, Monday night, and then next Wednesday for the Pens and the Sens. Again, ways to get in contact with us, Steve Jones at WKOK.com. Steve Jones at WKOK.com. We're also in the process of getting in touch with uh, James Miller, a writer of great books. Uh, He wrote a really cool book a couple of years ago uh, that tied in with the 40th anniversary of Saturday Night Live and also is an expert on the ins and outs uh, of ESPN. Uh, We're hoping to get uh, James Miller on the show next week. We've been exchanging messages, so I know uh, we're on his radar and vice versa, so we'll have uh, Mr. Miller on uh, as soon as we can, hopefully next week. And, of course, we're Mm -hmm. also looking forward to uh, when we always talk the business side of sports with uh, Tony Knopp. And uh, Tony will be back on the show with us in a few weeks on May 23rd, as well as Philly's public address announcer, Dan Baker. Dan will be joining us a week from Monday. Dan is actually going to be going with the Phillies on their road trip to Texas and Pittsburgh. So as soon as the Phillies get back home a week from Monday, we'll we'll have Dan on the show a week from Monday. Yes, I'm looking forward to that. Yep. Uh, what John Wertheim today? What three thirty-five? Yes, uh, I was mentioning uh, we were talking about his uh, latest column in SI earlier this week regarding. Well, we've been talking a lot about rights fees the last few weeks with everything happening at ESPN, and now starting to talk about rights fees with college athletics. And uh, uh, John with a uh, column that came out earlier this week, so perfect timing to yep. have him on the show to delve into that a little further. Yep, looking forward to that very much. Mm-hmm. Paul, I just a couple minutes late. I apologize. Not um, a problem. Was, All good. Setting the table was, for a sports weekend and lining was, up the the Brewers Outlet specials. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was on a, I was on an IndyCar uh, conference call. <laughs> How's Sage doing? How's the suit doing? <laughs> the, in he the was not. He was not part of the, the conference call. Maybe he was com- busy. In the conference call, the suit's name came up several times. Oh, I bet. Uh, the words restraining order also <laughs> were used several times, <laughs> and occasionally in the same sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I think Sage, Sage Karam's quote was, I can't believe I was nice to his kid. Because remember that the only way the suit likes anybody is if they're nice to to his kid. Mm-hmm. All right. Now everybody in the station's been nice to his kid. Yes, except the people that were fired. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Don't confuse us with the four letter. Come on. <laughs> the suit announces layoffs. <laughs> I want to talk to everybody that referred to him as Suit Light. <laughs> Why? Where did that originate, huh? <laughs> I don't know. It was kind of a compliment, don't you think? Chip off the old block, Suit Light. <laughs> We're all sitting in the classroom. The teacher's trying to get to the bottom of things. We're just looking in different directions. <laughs> it's all good. We're good. Uh, James Harden last night. 
We're in. Now, remember the I talked a couple of weeks ago about we're in the era of the A minus uh, superstar, where the four letter network is, I think, more guilty of this than anybody. Where they try to take somebody who's really, really good and turn them into somebody that is a multi generational star. Right? And you sit there and go, no, I've watched a lot of the people you're thinking of. Like a guy like LeBron James is a multi generational star. I think Sidney Crosby is. You know, you look at what Derek Jeter and Derek Ortiz, uh, David Ortiz happen to be. Man, Mike Trout could be. Mike Trout could be. Bryce Harper could be. Uh, and you look at some of the players in the NFL, the, the Bradys, the Rodgers, the Roethlisbergers, people like that. Right, you've got guys that could compete toe-to-toe with anybody in any era. And then there are what I refer to as the A-minus people, where when you really need it, they aren't there. Now, I'm not saying Michael Jordan had it every single time out. Larry Bird and Magic didn't have it every single time out. But when it counted, you felt like they were a presence in the game. How about that? Alex Ovechkin. Was he on the roster? James Harden last night. What? You know, these guys are built up bigger than life sometimes, and I've always wondered why, because I, I didn't see it. And I know, you know, Harden obviously is really, really good, but last night's game... Remember, the Spurs don't have Tony Parker. He's done for the year. They didn't have Kawhi Leonard. And they still ran Houston out of their own building. Are you kidding me? Ah. Yeah, we kind of pick our spots throughout the year when it comes to talking about the NBA. But boy, every time, I know it's not just me. Every time I'll flip a playoff game on just to get a glimpse, including last night, I mean, blowout, 35, 40 point blowout. I mean, Washington, Washington and Boston has been so topsy turvy. The games haven't, I mean, Kenny, not even close to being competitive. You watch. I mean, I realize they're trying to promote stars. And ESPN tries to promote stars, that star power means something to them. And, they, you know, and they're trying to make it seem like, I mean, we look at certain stats in baseball, like, well, this hasn't been done in X and X and X. And it's like, ah, you know what? It's kind of hard to convince somebody like me, like, let's just take baseball. I saw Willie Mays play. I saw Hank Aaron play. You know, I saw Mantle play. No, I'm not watching Mantle, Aaron, and Mays today. I'm seeing a lot of really, really good players, but I'm not seeing guys that transform a generation. 
I mean, Clayton Kershaw is really, really good. I mean, if I had a choice between Clayton Kershaw and Bob Gibson to pitch Game 7, I'd pick Bob Gibson. And this isn't just some older guy just saying the guys of my generation were better. I had a chance to watch them all. LeBron James could compete in any generation, anytime, anywhere. Anytime, anywhere he could compete. I mean, he is a guy that of this generation who can... He'd be a matchup problem for any generation. I mean, I mean to be that big, that powerful, that fast... Do I think he's the greatest player of all time? No, but I think he's in the pool of the 20 greatest players of all time. James Harden is not, and that's not an insult to him. I mean, Harden might be one of the best 100, 150 players of all time. Russell Westbrook may be among the 100 to 150 best players of all time. They're not Neither one's in the top 20. You know, what's Westbrook's problem? Westbrook has one big problem above all. So I'd say, in fact, there's a lot of help. But, as you know, I'm not enamored with 43 points on 35 shots. Like That's that's not a great game to me. I mean, the number in the end looks great. Whoa, look at all the points he scored. Yeah, but he took 37 shots to get 42 points? And you have to, you have to actually have a feel and a knowledge for the game to understand that that's not really good. <laughs> I mean, it's no better than okay. And the Harden performance last night. I mean, when you needed it, that's what you got? Really? Wow. That. I mean, a couple of the fans that he threw the ball to last night were open. Trying to put a positive spin on it. Yeah, by the way, when I had the uh, private meeting with the suit, mm-hmm. I told I told him that you were behind suit light all the way. <laughs> I just want to let you know. You gave me a heads up. I appreciate that. I just want to make sure. Thank you. Um, now, for his graduation gift, I think you're going to have to kick in, you know, five bills, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> It's the only graduation that's ever happened. Right. Where I feel like we're doing a radiothon. We'll come back with. <laughs> Powered by Jones Metal. <laughs> Two well, hearts, you know one what? flame. <laughs> Just so you know, if suddenly out of nowhere, Junior goes out and he gets these two heart candle holders. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want him to be offended. <laughs> that, that's of the category of it's the thought that counts. And think of think of all the economic thought we put into it. <laughs> Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Pickle Bar, Pickle Bar, Pickle Bar. That's right. Brewers Outlet sponsors us today. Best selection of beer anywhere. Imports domestics, microbrews, wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks, roast the peanuts fresh and hot every day, and Pickle Bar, Pickle Bar. Best selection anywhere there, too.
Love the barrels, love the dills. All at Brewers Outlet. When we were out at Susquehanna Valley Country Club just nine days ago, we had our own personalized pickle bar. And people were coming over and taking our stash, which is what we encouraged. So it worked out great. Remember the part we told the suit where the pickle bar was on the third hole? I guess he stayed there for hours until <laughs> it got dark. <laughs> I lost track of how many different flavors we had. Well over, what, six, seven, eight different flavors? <sighs> oh, my goodness. Boom, 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 boom. Um, you know what? It may have been maybe eight or nine. Yeah. He had eight or nine flavored pickles, which I had probably four different kinds. But he kept cutting up the barrels. So I kept going toward that one. I must have had three three full barrels when I was all said and done. Uh, John Wertheim in the next half hour on ESPN, my brother, final half hour. Uh, and, uh, oh, James Harden just missed another shot. Yeah. Uh, what? It just wasn't his night. But again, it, at least Westbrook, when he's missing shots and whatever, you feel like there's there's this all-out, full-blown effort where maybe I may not trust my teammates, but look, I, I got to do something here. Harden last night was, you know, and it's it's deeper than that. Think of the last four minutes of regulation of Game Five and then overtime of Game Five. He did nothing in those nine minutes too. Everyone, of course, and rightfully, uh, the spectacular block by Ginobili on the. Potential tying three. Now that's the signature play of the series and the whole deal. But the other nine minutes, last four regulation and all of overtime, Harden played the same way in that spot that he played last night. Like when the money was on the table, he disappeared. You can't keep building up people to superstardom, trans. Somebody that transcends time. See, this is where ESPN keeps getting burned. They keep building up people that are, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I keep sitting at home going, you know, I mean, they're really good, but I don't see the... uh, I don't see what they're saying in terms of where he ranks all time. I don't see it. I got a long list of people I'd, I'd pick before I'd get to him. I don't know if because of the, the the economic terms of the contract are so steep that they feel they have to do this, or whether they really believe what they're saying about these people. I think it's the money. Speaking of money, Sean will be going to the bank and cashing the big check shortly. The phones are ringing off the hook at Sunbury Motors Hyundai because right now we're offering the best savings in Hyundai's 30-year history, like up to 67.50 in total savings on a 2017 Sonata. It's called the Better Than Ever Sales Event, and it features the biggest total savings ever offered on Sonata, Elantra, Tucson, and Santa Fe Sport. So there's never been a better time to buy than the Better Than Ever Sales Event. Every Hyundai is 
also backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. America's best warranty. So visit Sudbury Motors Hyundai Hyundai. now before the biggest savings in Hyundai's history are, well, history. Better is the reason to buy a Hyundai, Hyundai. and the better-than-ever sales event is the reason to buy now. Sudbury Motors Hyundai is your home for, well, better. Better prices, better vehicles, and a better buying experience. Sudbury Motors Hyundai Hyundai. in North 4th Street Auto Plaza in Sunbury and online at sunburyhyundai.com. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Executive Editor Sports Illustrated John Wertheim joins us. John, welcome. Thanks so much for the time. Pleasure. Good to be here. All right, John, let's get to uh, you. You wrote, I thought, a very compelling piece about ESPN, where it is, where it's going. What are a couple of elements along the way that you either figured out, heard about, that really took you in the direction that you went in with your article? Well, I mean, I, I think most of us in our media consumption kind of, we, we, we see it ourselves in our own homes. We spend more time on our phones and less time watching cable, and that, that's got to have an impact. I mean, I think that uh, the the notion of the whole cable bundle of sort of this is what you get and this is what you're paying for, and if, if you don't want to watch the Discovery Channel or ESPN too bad, you're paying for it anyway, um, <laughs> that's, that's not the great, you know, asking people to pay for something they don't want is not a great sustainable business model. And we, we see what's happening with, with ESPN and, and the whole cable model, and we see how that could potentially trickle down to, to rights fees. And the, the point I was trying to make is that the NFL, the NBA, these pro leagues, if cable rights fees start to decline, there are a lot of ways to make that up. They can they can find digital partners. They can change their business. They can pay the players less. They can go into Asia and find new markets. I mean, this is normal businesses. They can find ways to offset decline. College sports is a completely different animal. And you don't pay the players, and because of Title IX, you can't start cutting the unprofitable arms of your business. And a lot of these athletic departments, most of them, in fact, are running at a deficit right now. It's not like they're sitting on these huge piles of cash. And if these rights fees start to go away in in college sports, that could really have a a, a big, big impact in in a way that I think is is separate from the way it might impact impact the, the NFL or the NBA. And is that where Amazon and others along the way, those in the tech world, Silicon Valley have hit it big, could they possibly be a collegiate answer? You know, I, I guess. I mean, we'll see. First of all, it, you know, it, it's great that you have these, these streaming options that are going to come into play. I mean, I think this NFL season will be really interesting, but they're not paying, you know, network prices. They're not paying, you know, ESPN's paying over $100 million a game for Monday Night Football. Those are not right. near the numbers that, you know, Amazon and Twitter and uh, and, and Facebook are, play, are paying for streaming rights. I mean, it's, it's pennies on the dollar right now. I think those digital numbers will come up. But right now, it's, it's like saying we're going to take that full-page ad in the local newspaper and we're going get, to get a banner ad, you know, on the, on the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette website. I mean, that's, that's not a one-for-one uh, dollar transfer. But I also think that you know, NFL streaming, NFL is going to be fine. It's, it's a popular product. It's, there's a scarcity. To me, you know, the, the college sports picture is going to look very different. I mean, I don't, I don't know how many people are 
are watching you know, streaming you, you tell that big big ten diving or uh you know I, I go on these conference networks sometimes and i'm thinking you know I, i'm paying for the washington state softball game that's airing right now and i can't imagine there are many people interested in this programming so i think you know the, the digital streaming will probably happen for for big popular events like like nfl games and that's, that's high value you know that's that's a premium event is that going to happen for the Penn State baseball game? I, I, I don't know. You know, what's interesting about it is that obviously you're in a business where you have to take care of the current but then look to the future as well. That's that's part of what you do. Did ESPN, even though there was new competition in the market, did they uh, misgauge the future of where things are? And I'm thinking mostly about the NBA contract. Yeah, I, I mean, I had someone tell me that was that was privy to that contract because if that deal were being done today, it would be being done at you know thirty percent less the price tag, and that that was not even a year and a half ago. And the one thing I keep hearing again and again is that in about two thousand twelve, ESPN thought it was going to have this competition from Fox Sports One and from the NBC Sports Network and from some of these other rights that were going to come open. And they probably overpaid for a lot of the inventory out there just to sort of take it off the market, just to make sure that these competitors didn't get it. And so they were probably looking uh, a little bit too much at their competition in terms of other networks and probably not hard enough at the trends that were coming in terms of this, this switch to digital. So things like, I mean, you, you mentioned the NBA. You look at what they paid for, for ESPN. I mean, look at what ESPN paid for Monday Night Football, which are not... <laughs> Usually for compelling games. And, and the other thing, there's no Super I mean, the other three networks get a Super Bowl at the end of the day. Right. So they may ha- have a, a blah slate of games, but at least one every three years they have the most popular broadcast night in in TV. I mean, ESPN doesn't get that Super Bowl out of it. And there's, there's a sense that right around 2012, 2013 is when there was a lot of overpayment of these rights deals that are long-term deals. And now they're sort of, you know, they're, they're facing declining revenues and they're locked into these long-term rights contracts. That's, um, that, that backs you into a corner. Yeah, the ESPN Monday night deals $1.9 billion for the regular season, another $100 million for a playoff game, a single playoff game. So that's $2 billion a year for 17 games. Uh, that's amazing. Now, I, I, mean, I uh, want to ask you about the next contracts up will be the NFL, Major League Baseball, and ironically, the last one in college negotiated, the Big Ten, will be the first one up the next time. What will those three contracts, you think, tell us to give us a gauge as to what the next five to ten years after that will look like in sports negotiating? That's, that's a great question. I think what we're going to see is some of those contracts looking differently, not just in dollar amounts, but how they're structured. And maybe they're structured differently so that there's more ability to, to sell the digital. Um, you know, it's sort of the, the Thursday night football game seem to be the, the big guinea pig right right now. I just don't know. I mean, the, the Big Ten next year, Big Ten schools are going to get about, about $44 million in conference revenues. That's that's a big, big number for the majority of athletic departments. That, that may be half the revenues of an athletic department before they've sold a single ticket or done their own licensing deal. If that number slips, and these athletic departments aren't operating at a profit right now under these numbers, and they may have to face the uh, you know face, face the specter of paying salaries to student athletes. If I'm a Big Ten athletic director right now, I'm really thinking uh, long and hard about my next budget. 
because Texas just put in lockers at 10500 per. <laughs> Auburn just put in a video board, and Clemson's got a, a, a fun park uh, inside their locker room facility. Uh, I mean, how prudent do you think athletic departments have to be thinking about the fact that the bubble might burst? You know, we have this, this arms race right now, especially in football, but it's really all sports. I mean, you, you talk to some of these, you know, the, the golf team is doing a spring trip to New Zealand, and you're sort of thinking, <laughs> they don't, they don't have, this is a non-revenue sport by definition. They're not selling tickets, and you've got a traveling party of 15 crossing oceans. I mean, how, how long can this last? Uh, you know, I mean, fo- football's obviously driving the bus, and football's where the revenue is and at some of these schools that have the the private jets for recruiting or that have the the clemson water park and bowling alley or the i saw youtube of the the oklahoma facility they would say listen this is an expense we need to build a competitive team and this is what recruits want but at some point there there's going to be a reckoning i think in college sports because it's just it's just not a sustainable model one final question, John, because I know you have a meeting you have to get to, and we're very aware of that. And it deals with regional networks. Uh, regional networks are really important to the NHL. The NBA is in addition, and really to Major League Baseball. If there's an unbundling, what might happen to regional networks and the revenue they can provide? When you talk to experts, they say the first networks to go are these RSNs, these regional sports networks. I mean, the amount of money that the cable subscriber pays compared to the viewership is just a huge, vast variance. And someone was telling me, the, I think we're using it as an example, the RSN in San Diego that has the Padres games. And they said, look, everyone in the area pays for it. The ratings for these games are minuscule. If they did this on an a la carte basis, so only, you know, you pay for it only if you want it, they would have to charge about $1,000 a month for each <laughs> subscriber. That's how big the differential is between the revenues they're getting from cable subscription fees and the actual viewership. I, I think if you're depending on RSNs for uh, for your revenue in an era of unbundling, in an era of only pay for what you want, those are what, what I've told again and again. Those are some of the uh, the, the most perilous networks uh, right now. I mean, it's going to be interesting. I mean, are people going to if, if ESPN tripled their price, would would you pay for it? Um, you know, I, I probably would. But I don't know yeah. if there are enough of me out there to offset the uh, the loss that they would take. Many more questions. Great conversation. John, thank you so much for the time. I know you have something else you have to get to. You got it. Enjoyed that. Thanks. John Wertheim, Executive Editor, Sports Illustrated. We will come back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Brewers Outlet. True refreshment can come in many forms. But it can only be found in one place, the Beverage Supermarket. Brewer's Outlet in Sunbury. Along with their great selection of beer, including imports and microbrews, they have lots of water, soda, fresh roasted peanuts, and an unbelievable variety of pickles at the Pickle Bar. Look for great deals on wine coolers and your favorite snacks, too. Get true refreshment all in one place, the Beverage Supermarket. Brewer's Outlet in Sunbury. Wondering, Sean is a little hot under the collar today, and there's a problem because of the HVAC system. And someone was trying to fix it, and guess what? Why do you trust that person? 
I'm definitely accused of being the the David Letterman type in the building, and I say that because he was always the one that would keep the Ed Sullivan Theater at a what a frosty what thirty nine forty two yes. degrees something like that. So so yes. I'd always joke whenever you know whether an account executive or another you know, another on air personality would come in the room and they'd get that chill as soon as they'd open up the door. It'd say it keeps the show crispy fresh. It's always been my experience. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> You know, it's, you know, it's, I can understand that completely. You know, it's, you know Such just has a cold personality. Just, I'll say this. Uh, did you notice at the golf course the other day, mm-hmm. uh, Drew Kelly? Right. I mean, he hugged everybody. Like the wait staff, other golfers. He's a hugger. He is. <laughs> <laughs> it just blows me away the amount of people that he knows. I mean, just oh, he literally, knows a lot. literally everybody at the everybody at the birdie tournament he knew, and if they were oh, he knows within eye shot, they were saying hi to each other. Yep. Yeah, he knows everybody there, and they, you know. And then, then there was, the, then there was the suit. I've never seen so many people. And I'm really busy right now. What? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't quite know what that meant. <laughs> I'm really, really busy right now. <laughs> what? <laughs> and he wasn't even looking at his phone. <laughs> like, okay, great. Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, it's it just you know, it was sad to see. All right, uh, I thought John made some interesting points there. Uh, we are in, um, boy. An interesting time when the Big Ten went to negotiate its contracts, Sean. I really felt, you know, as the others were negotiating and getting their numbers in, you know, you'd see, you know, the Pac-12 made a deal. Uh, then it was the SEC, and of course, SEC Network came out of it. The ACC made a big deal. You know, these are all like 12-year deals. Right around the same time, the college football playoff deal came out. Big 12 made a deal. All 12-year deals. And the SEC got a chunk of money. ACC actually made up pretty well on its deal. Like, okay. Uh, but what really struck me was I thought, well, the, you know, the timing of the Big Ten is great. Now, this is back, I want to say it was 2013, 2014, right around there. And I kept thinking, wow, the Big Ten is in great shape here on this one. They'll be the last ones up. Everything is getting better all the time. It's looking good. And... Then, suddenly, you started to see the bottom fall out on these things. And I mean, I talked about it on the show. Did the Big Ten miss its window just out of pure happenstance? I mean, did they miss the window? And I I was starting to wonder if they had. And... Then they came up with the Fox deal. They got ESPN, which lowballed them initially. Okay, they initially ESPN lowballed them. And when Fox came in with its number, it kind of opened the door for then ESPN to raise its number. And then you knew they were going to get the CBS thing done. That, that's been usually a, a pretty easy contract for them to 
you know, negotiate. That's been a constant for a while. And of course, I've got the Big Ten network that still has um, a ways to go. Um, One thing's for sure, though, with the Big Ten network, I mean, that is truly part of Jim Delaney's legacy. I mean, when you look at the no other, question. I mean, look at the other. I mean, Pac-12 network is struggling. Um, I mean. ESPN is definitely all in with SEC Network. I mean, at least with the uh, the let goes that we heard about last month, man, it affected maybe one or two people at SEC Network, but that was about it. But uh, but that goes back to the negotiation from a few years ago. In a few a few years ago, Sean, he went in to talk, and ESPN lowballed them again in negotiations. And so Delaney said, fine, we'll just start our own network. And they kind of laughed at him. Like, yeah, sure, go start your own network. And he did. And ESPN came back to the table. I think they came back with $100 million per year. Now it's going to be 190 But every you know, he's, called their, he's called their bluff now a couple of times and has been able to win with it, which is obviously... The sign of a great negotiator, but uh, the but I thought maybe it was possible that they had missed their window after everybody else had negotiated. Now you know you know where's the rest of the money, especially when the NBA deal came in. The NBA deal came in, you're like, holy mackerel, that's a lot of money to put into one thing, and you know the one sport. Well, Fox is really the one they were able to, because Fox needed a property. They needed one. The Big East in basketball was not enough. They needed a, a constant beyond the Pac-12. Now, they had some Big 12 stuff, too. But they needed a constant to um, that they could hang their hat on. They come up with a six-year deal, which means they'll be the first college entity up the next time. And I'm looking at the, you know what they've done here, and he, you know, I think they're able to pull the fat out of the fire with this particular one. John mentioned each school will get, you know, when it's all said and done, about forty-four million per. Uh, that's incredible. I mean, that's incredible. But can they do it again in six years? And I don't know, Sean, if they can. I don't know. Because we don't know what the media landscape is going to look like. I mean, the, the amount of cord cutting that's been going on the last three years is incredible. I told you, my son, right away, my, my son says, no, nah, I don't have cable. I've got Apple TV. He told me this two years ago. Thought, okay. Apple TV. All right. Well, it's just the way technology continues to advance. I mean, uh, you know, what will be coming up next, uh, you know, when it comes to mobile products, uh, 5G. You know, there's already, uh, I heard several months ago, Samsung was already starting to experiment with 5G. Really? To stream movies. You know, so there's not a lot of, you know, fluttering when it comes to watching your movies on the go. Well, I'll give you an example of what we do. Whenever I'm on location, how much clearer is the show now that we're on 4G? 
Oh, substantially better. To, oh, sure. We, we used to be we used to be on three G. Mm-hmm. Right, and you know, ever since we went to four G, yeah. Let's let's you know, let's let's be honest. A guy that really is great technically is Kevin's great at that. Don't you? Don't you? You'd agree with that, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he he has a pretty good handle on all that, all that stuff. I have a really good handle on where the on-off switch is. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, Drew is great on that as well. And, Drew, Drew's great on uh, it. And, yeah, our, and, you our, have, and, yep, and our great friend and fan of the show, Joe Portelli, put the three of those together, and they were able to get something together for us. Right, exactly. But it's the 4G part. You talk, I mentioned that because now we're going to go to 5G you're talking about for movies and things like that. Could be here before we know it within a year or two. You never know. Yeah. Now, not everything ingrains itself. For example, 3D TV and 4D, that has not really taken off. 3D was a flop, so yeah, now it's sooner or later it's all about uh, 4K TV. That's the price of it. <laughs> For now. <laughs> yeah. Everybody has HD TV. I think a lot of people feel good about that. We are your home for the Philadelphia Phillies. News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury.